Okay, a little disclaimer before we begin. We're recording this uh, during Italy versus ah. Okay, a little disclaimer before we begin. We're recording this uh, during Turkey versus Wales, so we might not have the the final result by the time we are done. Uh, and the same goes for Italy versus Switzerland as well. But if something exciting happens during the podcast, you might just hear one of us scream. Probably Akshay because he's the one watching it while we're recording. Uh, so yeah, just like fair warning before we begin. That being said. Welcome to episode 20 of Who's Squad again. I'm your host Abin. I am joined by my three co-hosts as per usual. And today's episode we will be taking a look at the first round of fixtures in the Euro 2020 tournament. I don't even know if okay, that was a very really weird uh, introduction. But yeah, we'll just be taking a look at the important hi- uh, highlights of the weekend. We will take a look at some of really fantastic goals, some extremely scary moments. I'm referring of course to the Christian Eriksen incident and some wonderful moments in as well as as Romelu Lukaku's celebration for his goal against Russia. Let's jump straight in then. Uh, anyone have anything else to add? I'm just glad uh, uh, if, uh, with the whole Christian Eriksen incident, nothing else. I mean, I'm just glad he's okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I wanted to start with the... Uh, I, I kind of wanted to start with uh, the opening game, but I think that's kind of... That's a better place to start with... Uh, discussion because football is great but when things like that happens it kind of puts into sharp perspective just how leading life is because if you've seen the tape and I like and I just hope you don't have to you as well but it, it, it is scary he is kicking a ball and the next minute he's on the floor and and and, and in certain feeds I think our feed had that problem it ended up zooming in onto his face while he was on the floor and you could see his eyes open. It was just a very scary situation. But luckily, the, the quick action was taken by three people. I would like to say the referee, Anthony Taylor, quickly stopped the game within five seconds of the incident happening. Simon Kier put him in a CPR position. Schmeichel alerted the medics. It, it moved extremely quickly and they were able to resuscitate him after about eight minutes of trying, uh, the, the Danish doctors mentioned that it took one defibrillator to uh, shock, shock essentially, right, uh, to bring him back. And he was gone for those eight minutes. So it's scary. It's really frightening. And uh, we're hoping he makes a full recovery. He seemed awake when he was taken off the, off the field. He's, 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 he was doing well in the hospital last time. Everyone heard. He's just going through a series of checks to make sure He's fine uh, in the long term and hopefully, I don't know if he can play again because this is a serious incident. It happened to Fabrice Moamba and he had to end up retiring. Lady Blind had a similar situation but he didn't pass out, right? He didn't go unconscious. He was still okay but he, still, he kind of plays with a, a pacemaker kind of a, a device attached. So it's going to be difficult. It's a difficult road back for Ericsson but most importantly, he's got his, he still has his life. He has his children and his, and his girlfriend. So, best of luck to him. But okay, I think we should take a look at some of the results from match day one. So, the tournament opened up with Italy versus Turkey. And I had Turkey as my dark horse for this tournament. I have no idea why. But generally, they had a good run during qualifying. And they were absolutely atrocious against Italy. Or rather, Italy was that good. I would say that the dark horse got shot. And like, I don't know, buried or something. Yeah. Uh, you got to give mad respect to Turkey though. They were still like respecting social distancing while defending. 
and uh, <laughs> they were they were playing for a draw when they were 2-0 down like i don't get it <laughs> like that, that turkey team but but italy italy looking as fluid as a club not like a national team and that just that looks genuinely scary i think in this tournament they had such it looked like they, they were a pressing unit they all attacked and defended at this i mean they they went they hunted in packs they were defensively very resolute Uh, and uh, they picked their moments to to take Turkey apart. I thought they were excellent, and you know, I honestly think they'll end up winning the winning the whole tournament. Wow, the number uh, of own goals in this tournament! Right? Yeah, already. It's yeah, it's, it's, been, yeah, it's, it's been it's been insane. It's been three already since yeah. uh, match day and one. Three, and I mean, at least two of them were quite important in terms of result. Yeah, yeah. Which was so the, the three were obviously Demiral against Turkey. Um, Then there was yes. Schnell, uh, Schnellsti, Schnellsti, Schnellsti against Schnellsti Slovakia. Against Slovakia. Schnellsti against Slovakia and uh, and Matt Hummels last night. Last night against uh, or uh, against was France. Given yeah. as, was it given as an own yeah. goal? So yeah, of course. Yeah, it was given as an own goal. It was. It was. It was a pretty direct uh, reflection that went through. If you were a striker, it would have been a great goal, but. Uh, because top corner finish and everything mm. but sadly it was an own goal i think the next fixture that popped up was switzerland versus wales and to be honest switzerland were really wasteful in front of goal uh, they went they, they went ahead and then kifo more just rose up from a free kick and headed it in and there was another there was an offside controversy later on in the game with, uh, where one of the swiss players was just passionately offside and he scored in the 84th minute and done the whole celebration thing and was rightly chalked off for VAR anyone has anyone noticed how good VAR has been this tournament it's been so quick i feel like VAR i i feel like the FA and the uh, premier league should look at how VAR has been used in this tournament and and really think about bringing that system into into the league because Like I haven't heard of heard of one VAR incident, honestly. In this game, uh, did you guys notice Danny Ward? Like that guy was easily the man of the match for me. Like in which uh, game? The the Switzerland Wales game. Hmm. Oh, Danny I mean, Ward. He was doing yeah, Danny Ward. Hmm. Like I, I'm I'm surprised now that he Schmeichel's backup at Leicester. He was so good. Hmm. Yeah, he's backup. Quite good. Yeah. Oh, 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 Danny Ward is backup. Danny Ward is backup. Yeah, he's at Leicester. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I didn't get to watch the full game, but I watched the highlights, and he looked really, really good. And he's like quite, right. He, yeah, right at the end, he makes recording. like this uh, fingertip save, like barely, just about saves it. And and that's what keeps the score one one. So this will get the point. Um, but yeah, I, I just like to check out. Okay, so what we'll do now is we'll go through each one of your favorite games of the tournament so far. Uh, Sid, like what did what did you what was your favorite game thus far? As opposed to I running think, through it, oh, I'm sorry. As opposed to running through I, it all, yeah. and uh, like just going very chronologically. Let's just mix it up a bit. What was your favorite game? Sir? I'll be honest. I haven't watched plenty of games. I've I've watched three games only so far. Mm-hmm. 
having watched those three games, I think the best watch was the last eight to ten minutes of the Hungary Portugal game. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like uh, Hungary didn't deserve to lose three nil. There was a lot of spirit, a lot of fight. Uh, but I think Portugal just had way too much firepower that they brought off the bench. And I, 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 I mean, I don't know if you guys watched the game, but the moment he was playing Bruno Fernandes as the furthest player forward for literally 75-80 minutes of the game, hmm. he brought on Andre Silva, uh, who is their striker, supposed striker. Mm-hmm. And played Bruno Fernandes just a little withdrawn. He like a number 10 sort of a role. The moment he did that, within the next minute, Bruno Fernandes, one cutting ball and a goal. That's it. It was literally like it's not rocket science. Sometimes you just play the, the right player in the right position and you'll get results. For 85 minutes, they couldn't break down Hungary. The moment he played Bruno Fernandes in his favorite position, it was over. Like, one cutting through ball and... and then, uh, uh, Rafael Guerrero, right? He takes a short take. Yep. That's it's it. A... It was over. It, it it took a wicked deflection. It was un- mm. unfair for Hungary. But uh, on the sheer balance of play, like, it was pretty much attack versus defense for the, for, for the 85 minutes prior to that. So... Portugal yeah. deserved one goal, but they didn't deserve to win 3-0, let's be honest. Like, Hungary played really, really well. They themselves had quite a few chances when they had those occasional forays and attacks. So, uh, I, I thought that was the best uh, best 10 minutes that I watched over the over the match day one. Yeah, like, seriously, for that game, I really wanted to rip my hair out because I was like... Will, so, William and Dan, Danilio were, like, way too defensive. So like the lesson of the day is just don't play two DMs when you have such great quality midfielders in your on your bench, right? And mm-hmm. and play play the players in their position. Exactly, yeah. dude. Like it's like no, keeping it, Renato Sanchez on the bench should be criminal. Like in some oh, everyone, all the yeah, Portuguese the fans are on, the coach. The moment he came on, he changed yeah. the game for Portugal. Yeah, the game changed completely. Whenever I see a double pivot, I I tear my hair out. I mean, especially. Teams that are loaded in attack. Why do you want to put a double pivot? And even, I mean, we watch it week in, week out with United, with McTominay and Fred. Like, a double pivot does not work. It's not the right way, right approach. It's, um, I, I think it, it has to do with Fernando Santos. I think uh, uh, what his major, he's a very conservative coach by nature. And he can point to, like, uh, Portugal's extremely conservative run to the Euros last uh, last time. <laughs> and and it's not just him, right? Like most of the top teams in the tournament have gone with some sort of a double pivot. Like yesterday, you had Cruz and Gundogan in midfield for, for Germany. Uh, you had Pogba and, and Kante, even though Pogba was very good. Um, and But Kante was like, and as well, in my opinion, almost double, better. When I, when I mean double pivot, I mean two, two defensive-minded midfielders. See, mm-hmm. Cruz and Gundogan, neither are defensive-minded midfielders. Mm-hmm. They are what you would call like a box-to-box sort of midfielders. They, they, mm-hmm. they, they go ahead. And even Pogba and Kante, they're not, they're not two defensive-minded midfielders. And we saw Pogba. He was playing so much ahead of where we see him play for United. And we were having this, this discussion on the watch clock. Mm-hmm. Right? Like... Yeah. Why don't yeah. we see this Pogba play for United? I mean, 
part of it is because Kante is playing behind him. Yeah. And that's exactly the point that we are trying to make. Get a proper defensive midfielder like a Bissouma. Uh, I would honestly go for Bissouma because he's available at 30 million. Like, just buy him already. It's, instead of what today... Yeah, we no, doubt. The news, no, they, no doubt. They, like, they're putting a bid for 40 million for Trippier. Like, dude, just pay 30 million, get Bissouma and give Diego Dallo one more year at right back and see what he does. <laughs> Do you know what a great game for Brazil the other day? Don't let me fret because I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> <laughs> he was instrumental in Brazil's win over Venezuela. <laughs> he was breaking the line. <laughs> this Lindelof was man of the match. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah, saying Fred had a really blinder. What yeah. the fuck do they do when they come to United? I just don't get it. So I think with Lindelof, he's not the main he's not the main defender for United. And I think Dude, maybe that's like, another reason why he's not really, you know, going for the win. See, I didn't I didn't watch the game, so I can't I can't comment. But what I read, I and it was not one, I read it in two or three places that he had a blinder of a game. Like his defensive partner was shit, apparently. And the fact that Sweden kept a clean sheet was was more down to him than than the other centre-back. So, like... I mean, yeah, you, you can be world-class against Alvaro Morata. I can be world-class against Alvaro Morata. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a, so, I, I don't yeah. think Morata, Morata is the problem. I don't mm. think Lindelof is, I mean, as good as good as he was. Credit to the guy. He, Morata is not the striker that causes him problem. The other big, bulky fuckers are the one that, ones that do. And I'm sure, like, mm. I, I think uh, Sweden get uh, pulled up against... I think they're in the same group as Poland and Slovakia, yeah. right? Yeah. Correct, correct. Mm. So, yeah, I'll, I'll see what... I'll, I'll reserve judgment on Lindelof's marathon match performance until he plays Lewandowski. We'll see where that goes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was about to bring that up as well. But anyway, uh, uh, back to, like, favourite games of the week of the match, of match day. Uh, Akshay, do you have any? I was about to say Hungary-Portugal as well. And for the exact same reasons what Siddharth already mentioned. I haven't really watched any of the other games like as as well as I watched this one. Like as mm-hmm. focused as I watched this one. I'm usually doing other things and uh, watching it on the side. Wasn't it nice to see a full stadium though? It was was it, it was in Budapest and they were yeah. packed. Right? It was Wasn't it? I, I, it, I and that honestly was the I best loved the ever. fact that it was yeah. yeah, dude, it was so good listening to not listening to the fake sounds that they are uh, piping in. Yeah, and half the players shouting at each other. Yeah. You could yeah. actually hear that when there was fans in the stadium. But watching Man, that game was amazing. It felt so good. Especially whenever Hungary were uh, were on the counter or something, the fans just went berserk. It felt really... It felt like a proper home home and an away game. Like when the home team was uh, uh, was attacking, you could hear the decibels go up. And when the away team was getting fouls or whatever, you could hear the boos and the groans and the moans. Oh, it was really good. Oh, so it's 1-0 oh, in the... Oh, 1-0. 1-0 uh, to Wales. Oh, Aaron Ramsey with the goal. Interesting. I wonder oh, who's going to die tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that joke is making a comeback, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's been long since he scored, dude. He hasn't scored for Juventus for a long time now. Oh. Uh, because of, but people have been dying regardless, right? Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Uh, Gareth Bale with the assist. 
So Wales are leading Turkey 1-0. Uh, Tushar, do you have the favourite game of the season? Of the match day? I actually think um, Netherlands-Ukraine U- game was probably the best game of the season so far. Yeah. Like, such a great advertisement for the tournament. Um, it was like Netherlands were up 2-0 two, two, two and then U- Ukraine came back 2-all and then Netherlands scored to win it 3-2. Uh, Yarmolenko, crazy guy, man of the match. <laughs> uh, God knows what he was doing. He was everywhere in that tackling, swinging, something or he was doing in that game. What a, what a goal uh, also, like an absolute <laughs> yeah, goal. Yeah. Was amazing. Uh, like some next level stuff. <laughs> that, that was also my favorite yeah. game of the weekend. Uh, because I mean it was it was pure chaos and I think the uh, I think Amsterdam it was in Amsterdam so Amsterdam was at 75% capacity they had a lot more fans than um, most of the other stadiums so like the decibel like as we alluded to like in the other games the decibel level in that game was also pretty high and when it went to 2-2 and then when it went to 3-2 I think Dumfries and he missed like two other chances and the third time he finally yeah. got a, a very like I would say like a scuffed finish because the keeper should have done better there. The keeper really should have done better, but uh, Dumfries deserved his goal. And I am not convinced by the Netherlands. I feel they can still go out. They will go out to somebody better, and I think Ukraine will still make it top of the group because the, the Netherlands, for all their attacking prowess, play a, a five-three-two and. Frank de Boer is notorious for not like budging from his uh, his tactics when things are even when things are not going the way he expects them to or other country expects them to. It'll be interesting to keep an, an eye on the Netherlands because this their tournament may unravel very very soon. But yeah, uh, I also kind of want to talk about for a brief. I also want to talk about two things. One is I think we spoke about this on the on the watch long yesterday about Arnautovic's xenophobic rant against North Macedonia where. I think for which he's kind of been banned for one game while an investigation into what he really said is being conducted. Um, so it's kind of, it's sad really, like even after all these years, he's still as immature as <laughs> he was when he was in the Premier League. You, you would have think age and probably a shitload of money that he made in China would have, would have calmed him down, but I guess not. Um, but yeah, I also kind of, before we move on to England, Croatia, I kind of want to talk about Scotland versus. Yeah, I want to talk about yeah, I want to talk about Scotland versus the Czech Republic, because that game had two wonderful goals: one a header and one a goal from the halfway line by both by Patrick Schick. The second goal is a thing of beauty because it goes outside and it comes back in. I think David Marshall is. Is the goalkeeper and, and and the goalkeeper is you can see the goalkeeper flapping his arms trying to get the ball back and he ends up at the back of the net along with the ball uh, completely humiliated in what was I could describe as probably the goal of the tournament thus far. <laughs> I I like I hadn't watched it until you guys mentioned it yesterday in the watch along and literally just before coming on the pod I I I watched the highlights of that game that was a hell of a goal I mean that. It it curved from literally, I think, about 8 or 10 feet outside the... It started 8 to 10 feet outside the far post. Mm-hmm. And it just... The goalkeeper didn't stand a chance. Yeah. It somehow just went in. Yeah. yeah. It was beautiful. It was, a wonder goal. Goal. it was a wonder goal. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think we should also talk about England-Croatia, which is, 
another game oh, we man. did a watch don't get me started <laughs> no we we did a watch long. akshay please get started take it away <laughs> no please please do it do it do it i want I mean, to do it although 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 we, the english team won the lineups that gareth southgate put up were just atrocious it was justified right on, but he started a uh, right second choice right back as a left back when you had Shaw, who who's been like phenomenal this entire season, and Chudwell, uh, as his other options. I, I think we all had issues with that lineup when it came out. Uh, I mean, these two not so much as we did, because yeah, one <laughs> I was like, okay, what are you doing playing a left, a right back at left back? And you could see the play break down every time it got to Trippier because he was correct, it's not correct. his position. He has to cut back onto he, his. He was right. always he was always out of position. couldn't defend couldn't track back couldn't do anything did. luckily he what he did was he didn't cross the halfway line halfway line so they so kasatke switched it switched his tactics to sit back while attacking and so yeah. he barely got forward anyway um and also this current formation i have issues with playing foden on the right because he's not good on the right he's good on the left or he's good in the at the center of the in, in the center of the park he picked calvin phillips and declan rice both who had really great games and mason mount who also had a really good game So we can't fault him for that. Raheem Sterling, in true, my opinion, had, had an extremely shit game. He was really bad, but he was in the right place at the right time, and a wonderful ball thanks to Calvin Phillips. Um, oh, yeah. Kane pulls Kane pulls that defense all uh, apart, and Calvin Phillips finds a pocket of space. Sterling makes a run through. He almost misses it. <laughs> the almost, <laughs> but the keeper's glove def- deflects off the keeper's glove and makes its way into the back of the net. England yeah. win one nil. They should beat Scotland because I looked at Scotland's game the other day. There as as many chances as these those guys missed, and they missed quite a fair few before uh, the Czech Republic wrapped up that game. I don't see them having enough quality besides the two left backs and possibly Che Adams for them to cause England any problems. Um, so England, but that's that might be detrimental to England's uh, what do you call? Euro chances because if they go top of the group, they end up facing the winner of uh, of Group F, so it could be one of France or Portugal. Uh, Germany. But at this point, it can it can be either the it can go either way, right? They can finish yeah. second and play either one of them again. No, no. If they yeah, so no, they, they finish. Be, they they play uh, the third place team, one of the third place team. If they finish if they, second, if they play second. The, yeah, but they yeah, play but Sweden if they finish still, second. It, that's a quarter final repeat of quarter final i mean they're going backwards like they played the semi final <laughs> of the last world cup and if they play sweden it will be like playing the quarter final yes smart but i assume they have, they're going to see france and portugal at some point yeah yeah it's um, going to be yeah, yeah see at the end of the day you will have to face that team at some point like yeah so might as well do yeah i think i wouldn't change that midfield midfield actually that midfield did perfect and that The best test for a midfield is probably Croatia because those guys have the best midfield. Uh, I mean, they 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 have uh, what's his name? Luka Modric. How can I forget? Modric. No, Modric, right? Yeah, but but Mason and uh, Rice and all, it's it's still a pretty good midfield, I think. I know, I know. We've had this argument before, but. The fact that you think, yeah, Foden is better on the right, left, right. But 
I've I've seen Pep repeatedly play him on the right, which is why even Southgate went down the same line and said, if Pep can do it, I can do it too. And he played him on the right. Trust me, I've seen Foden play more on the right for City than I've seen him play on the left. Okay, I, granted, I don't watch that many City games because they're usually boring one-sided games. But whenever I do watch them, if they're the 3 p.m. kickoff and I and that's the only good game that's there, I tend to watch them. He, I've seen him play on the right more often than not, and he's pretty effective on the right as well. That just shows the the class of the player that he is. I still think the only change I would make is Shaw for Phillips, and I, I just put the same team back on. Against oh, for Scotland. Trippier, you mean? I'm sorry, yeah, for Trippier. Yeah. And uh, probably if Maguire is fit, bring in Maguire and, mm-hmm. and play the same team again. I actually wouldn't want Maguire to come anywhere into the lineup because he's not match fit, he's not match sharp. Yeah. So just yeah. let let the let hmm. the starting centre backs play. Like fine, screw it. Tyrone Mings, do your thing, bro. You have to RK your guy, do it. I'm I'm with you on this tournament. Like let's 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 watch. So 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 wait. So so then you're not gonna play. So uh, come come. Uh, so when it's in the knockouts, you're still not gonna play Maguire. You're gonna play Mings. Introducing a player at at say round of sixteen on knockouts. After everyone's played three, four games together, I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah, exactly. You'd rather play. You'd rather play him against Scotland than play him against France or Portugal, right? He needs to be yeah, fit for that. I don't think. Yet, right? Yeah, he's not fit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, that's why I said if he's fit. I'm not saying he is fit. If he's fit and he's ready to start, you'd rather start him against Scotland or uh, Czech Republic or whatever uh, Czech Republic, right? Czech Republic. In the, yep. Yeah. So you'd rather start him against that. Try to bring him up to speed so that he's ready to play France or Portugal. You know what I think? I think Henderson and Maguire should both drop out of the. I think lineup. Rashford should jo- should join. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So so I three think, players. I think all three of them. So like Jordan Henderson, Harry Maguire, and Marcus Ashford should all drop out of the squad like today. Yeah, like, Jordan out. Henderson also should drop out. Yeah, Jordan Henderson hasn't kicked a ball since February. Like definitely, he's occupying dead space in that in that team. Please let him get out. So who will you bring then? Bring Callum Wilson, Messi. dude. Like, like, like bring, <laughs> bring Callum Wilson. Messi Lingard. Messi Lingard. Yeah. Lingard one sure. one right bring, answer to that. You can bring three players. Bring Callum Wilson because you automatically have a different attacking option compared to Harry Kane and Dominic Albert Lewin. Kane did fuck all. Like, he did mm. fuck all in that game. Like, he was not, <laughs> yeah. he wasn't seen at near, near the ball at all. You know, like, uh, for large parts of the game, game, Kane was anonymous, but. For that goal, he cre- for that for the goal he created space for Sterling. Yeah, and that's that's what good strikers that's, that's, do. Like he was anonymous for pretty much the entire game, but when it mattered, he created space for Sterling. And like uh, Ben said, he put he uh, I mean Calvin Phillips put a beautiful ball that Sterling. I don't know how he managed to get that in, but got that in. Now watch him score a hat hat trick against Scotland. You wait and watch it's coming. I don't mind. He's on my fantasy team, sir. Harry Kane. Yes, and I, I'm, I'm like, I, I, I have like, both. I have, I have both. I have Kane and Sterling. Either of them kids could have. <laughs> but, but just the game in general. Hmm. How is some a team like England with so much attacking talent so boring to watch? Dude, I think uh, it's, 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 because it's because I, of Southgate. It's because of Southgate. Yeah, I think it comes down to the manager. I think he's still very defensive-minded. Maybe he's scared of conceding. Uh, okay, uh, but I can also like, say this: like when you when you look at the Premier League, right? Uh, it's all very fast, 
physical football i and england are playing like how the italian league plays and the italian national team are playing like how a premier league team plays <laughs> it's all messed think, up right <laughs> I, i think the italian national team are the only ones playing attractive football because i watched france germany yesterday and i've stayed up for many 12 am games yeah. in the last couple of days this was the one that put me to sleep uh because i literally it put, it went put to two, sleep. it put two of us put two from our team to sleep no, for sure the ent- the entire watch long dropped off by the like the 85th minute akshay yeah. has sold it on because you know commitment to the cause and all that jazz just five more minutes might as well <laughs> yeah might as well so like when i went to sleep but like i yeah obviously i fell asleep while watching the game like literally fell asleep while watching yeah. the game it's recorded you can, you, you can you can see it on youtube right now <laughs> <laughs> and and like i woke up i thought okay i i i'm assuming something really good happened in the end i woke up and i saw i'm like fuck all happened okay i'm like it's just you know what i like thank god i went to sleep and didn't and didn't force myself to stay awake for that shit you know you know who the real yeah. winner of this entire thing was it was those dudes because those fell yeah. asleep as soon as the first <laughs> goal went in and then he woke up and said bro i'm going to sleep and he slept so nicely <laughs> he <laughs> uh, didn't miss that but actually there's some really nice goals that weren't given in the second half like mbappe's goal that way which he scored and was given offside was a amazing goal he like dude that to- that one run uh, mm-hmm. where he is run he's like 5 yards or 10 yards behind hummels mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. it looks like he's he's running for the ball and hummels looks like he's just standing and he beats yeah. hummels and goes on to just to, to score dude what is that like like you always feel like what the hell they they've overpowered psg and mbappe can't run that fast and then you see him and then you're like oh, oh shit <laughs> like that guy literally is pace abuse like full pace abuse he was like poor matt sambles really looked like he was running in slow motion and yeah that's any <laughs> for me running, looked like he was anybody, standing <laughs> anybody running next to mbappe will always will obviously look like they're running in slow motion mm-hmm. i mean i think matt hamels more so than anyone else uh, but yeah but france also looked defensively very stubborn and it, they're also not great to watch too they 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 had one uh, foray into the box and then it was just hitting hitting teams on the counter Germany for you know what even even Chelsea wasn't Germany were clueless this season even Chelsea weren't a great watch this season a lot of the wins were 1-0 1-0 2-0 uh, the second goal is in the 87th minute but they ended up winning the champions league sometimes yeah. you just have to win ugly yeah. yeah no that's, yeah. A, that's, that's I think a, that's I don't even right? think France were at their best but they still uh, like grinded out a win right yeah mm. and the, and the thing is they i mean according to them they probably faced at the toughest of uh, their toughest opponent in the group so come out portugal will give them no i, I think portugal is going to be a tougher opponent for them i mean arguably based on stature i think team wise portugal is better i'm just talking about stature mm-hmm. by the way uh, portugal have not scored against france in their previous two times they met against each other the last time they scored against france was in the 2016 final uh, they do it on the big stage <laughs> yeah <laughs> Do you remember Eder? Nobody does. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, I, I just before the Euro started, I thought, okay, let me just watch what happened the last Euro, and I was watching this ten, uh, twelve minute clip on uh, on all the goals on, uh, on YouTube of all the goals. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
And I kid you not, the commentator in that final says, Eder, an unproven striker, uh, not heard of, uh, Portugal, uh, Portugal uh, looking uh, looking at Eder with, uh, with, without any hope and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the it takes a second shot. <laughs> 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 it's Martin Tyler, the, the striker who doesn't score much has may have just won the Euros for Portugal. Yeah, dude, it's so <laughs> funny. Like, oh God. Yeah, quite hilarious. So, but, yeah. but, but talking about Germany in that game, right? Uh, you, I mean, I watched the highlights and you could tell that France was just sitting back and they were just blocking. And the only way Germany could have gotten something is if they cross and somebody who could head the ball in was there. But but after all that, uh, they put in Werner and Sane and both those guys can't head. Like yeah, the only just... way those two were scoring if if one of them were stacked on top of each other and they were wearing like one kit, like Vincent Sauberman <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, and... <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know why. Like, I don't know if they have anybody else who's taller. Like, no, they don't have a, they don't no, have a proper number nine. They, they, they don't uh, have a number nine. Yeah, Mario Gomez is retired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, any updates? See, see this, this this is the other thing that they should have uh, started Werner because Werner needs at least to miss two three chances, then he'll score one goal. Yeah. <laughs> if you start him the seventh third minute, then it doesn't work. <laughs> He had no space. Like, France was so deep, he had no space to occupy. Yeah. The the France defence was really bad last, last night. Yeah, they can be got at, which is why I have yeah. faith in Brave yeah. England. But, okay. Did, did you guys hear about the, the Tottenham manager? Oh, yeah, Paulo Fonseca. Paulo Fonseca, yeah. Yeah, it's confirmed, right? Yep, it is. So, so there's, there's two quotes that I really wanted to say. One was uh, from Expressions that... Uh, Oh, actually, let me start with uh, Alex Ferguson in his book, Leading. He says, uh, I've had two hip surgeries and Daniel Levy was still the pain in my ass, okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was still harder to deal with. And second was expression saying that, so they went after Conte, they did all that, blah, blah, blah. And they finally settled for this guy, right? So then expressions goes like, they were trying to buy Gucci with Reebok money, you know? <laughs> and it just didn't work out. <laughs> it's quite hilarious. Oh, God. That guy is hilarious. Yeah, yeah the, the fact that he wanted Conte would have come with his shopping list. And Daniel Lee will be like, no, I won't buy that. I'll buy like, uh, I don't know, second division league version of that same guy. Mm-hmm. And, and he asked him to buy, to sell Kane and invest more money. Buy players for the game money and plus more. And Daniel Levy basically told him to fuck off. He's like, no, I need that money. Daniel Levy is not no, selling Kane this summer. That, yeah, I don't uh, think it's going to happen. He, Kane has said that after the Euros, he will talk about it. Uh, you know, the funny thing is that you, Paula Fonseca was the Roma manager. So basically, Roma and Spurs have traded managers and somehow, <laughs> and somehow come off worse. Why? Maybe Paula Fonseca Both is like... <laughs> <laughs> Why have you traded matters with Roma of all teams? And they, I think Petrici, the guy who's coming to be the director of football, also has a horrible track record with transfers. So, <laughs> he... Yes, it's not going to be a, f- a fun yeah. summer for, for Spurs. Not fine. They should enjoy the Euros and after that, go into a coma. Because the season is going <laughs> to be really, really bad. <laughs> but yeah, I think... Should that's... we quickly, quickly 
talk about the opening day fixtures that were released today okay let's do that uh, so opening day fixtures for the premier league were announced today akshay is going to take us through it our new stat man create a jingle for you akshay akshay the stat man i'm a stat man <laughs> yes, so we have brentford uh, the newly promoted team playing arsenal and i mm-hmm. i feel like brentford's going to win it Just yeah, Arsenal shit right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have Burnley, Brighton. We have Chelsea, Crystal Palace, Everton, Southampton, Leicester Wolves, which might be a good game because of the new manager of Wolves. We have uh, United Leeds. Hopefully, we'll see a repeat of last season. The six. What the nil nil? The worst game I've ever seen the, in my the life. The six one. The six uh, one is uh, what I'm talking about. Oh, chance. Um, Then we have Norwich, Liverpool. Oh, uh, everyone captain Salah. Everyone captain Salah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hey, hey Pookie is back. Huh? Yeah, dude, he's back. Yeah. Pookie, Pookie party. Pookie party. Pookie party. <laughs> Even the first game they came back last time was against Liverpool, wasn't it? Yeah, there was. Yeah, the fourth. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, fourth three game. Three. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wasn't wasn't that? Oh boy. No, no, it was. Uh, oh, Norwich yeah. I didn't think of that. Hmm. I don't think his transfer yeah. happens by then. I I doubt Dan Levy is going to sell Kane and watch him come back to Spurs and pulp them some six. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you make yourself public enemy number one. Oh, that, oh, that's that's horrible. I don't. And there's no chance in hell Kane makes that move uh, on opening day of the Premier League. I think that that's about. Oh, what one of, one last thing I know mm. you wanted to wrap up, but uh, mm. Paul Pogba. Has clarified that Rudiger didn't bite him. He just had a nibble at him. Okay. Oh yeah, we're so, we're talking about. <laughs> and uh, he's saying I'm not crying for cards, yellow or red, because of such action. It was just a nibble. Uh, <laughs> I think a little bit on me, and we've known each other for a long time, so a nibble is okay. Paul Pogba. So make of that what you will. Yes, and uh, Pogba. Got rid of like two things happened at conferences, which oh, yeah. we quickly talk, yes. quickly talk yes. about. Talk about a Heineken sure. bottle, which he moved away, obviously for his religious sentiments. And uh, the second was of the more famous of the. But it was non-alcoholic beer. That's the funny thing. But okay. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I'm not advertising drinking. And the other was Ronaldo pulling two bottles next to him and, and like waving a water bottle at at the press. And you know, generally for people like who have worked marketing and you know, uh, and and PR, it is your worst nightmare <laughs> because <laughs> if if the if the Portugal manager had done it, no problem. The fact that Cristiano Ronaldo does it, lifts two Coca Cola bottles, puts it aside, and then says drink water in its stead, can cause your brand so much damage, and that's exactly what oh, happened. Lost. Four billion in valuation. Yeah, they lost four billion the oh, next morning. In opening yeah. day, I mean, in, when the next day the market opens. Next minutes, morning, yeah. Yeah. As soon as it opens, it yeah. Dang. 
But some so, people yeah. are saying it's that that's not exactly the reason because it could have been due to other factors. Given okay. No, four billion and all. No, I mean Coke no, thing. Four billion. We're talking up. about four billion, not like four million or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or even four hundred yeah. million. Like it's four billion. Yeah. That's a huge amount. You know what's the funny thing? He actually used to advertise for. Yeah. Coke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he was a brand ambassador back. a few years yeah. ago yeah when he was in madrid he used to advertise for coke speaking of footballer ads of uh, coke and pepsi the ones back in the day were just too good the ads oh yeah uh, the, the, the gladiator the, like, pepsi the gladiator yeah the gladiator pepsi, pepsi ad that was just yeah. so good to watch wait there oh, are two gladiator pepsi eat? ads which one with roberto carlos the one with roberto the one with roberto carlos back oh, you're not talking you're not talking about the beyonce enrique britney spears pink ad which they were also gladiators oh no that's not that's i don't not. even remember that <laughs> they saying we will rock you in in, in an arena no i have no recollection of yeah. this it's a better I, ad I trust me <laughs> and i don't think i want to either fuck you <laughs> <laughs> Hey, on a note uh, to closer to home uh, india qualify for asia cup yeah, by yeah, not yeah, beating yeah. afghanistan by drawing with them um, they've qualified so, for the qualifications of the asia cup right not the actual asia cup oh this is yeah, like Ars- arsenal having to play no spurs who has to play the <laughs> the spurs the, conference league right spurs <laughs> the conference yeah, the league conference yeah league. country of 2 billion people almost still can't produce a team of them yeah kind of okay see for wales penalty for wales by the way oh interesting really oh yeah yeah okay so while we wait for wales to like confirm whether they've got a penalty or not uh, this is a small short story to like wrap up this podcast so when tushar was talking about modric brought back a very fun memory so we were doing fifa tournaments back in the day <laughs> we were setting up our teams and he really wanted modric and he ended up picking lucas mora thinking he was modric <laughs> <laughs> i didn't hear it <laughs> yeah he, there's some confusion and you know the funny thing it ended up working up working for him wonderfully because he needed two bloody wingers to and he does this thing in like in the older fifas now they've cut they've like he cut back on it ironically he would <laughs> make runs to the byline cut back and cross the ball in and invariably like the it, it would be fabregas or ozil scoring headers and he found someone with pace anybody, and cross anybody yeah, anybody yeah, as long someone. as my wingers could run anyone <laughs> yeah. anyone can head far post <laughs> so every, everyone's tripping on him about modric and mora and then the opening game week starts and this dude is running with mora cutting it back and scoring <laughs> and putting balls into the box so, so this is a penalty Oh, Bill! Bill stepping up and he skies it. Oh, what? Yeah, oh Bale's, my God! Bill, Bill skies the penalty. Like how? How can you well, sky a penalty? He thought it was a rugby. You know that rugby try that you have, like that extra point or something that you have. To take. Oh, oh, oh! What happened? He's Maybe he thought he was on skies. Dan James was pressing the keeper and almost uh, made him give him the ball and almost scored with it. just wide of the post i think that's okay while it while wales continue to self destruct in their game against turkey i think it's it's time we wrap up this podcast thank you all for coming uh what we'll be doing now is we'll be doing shorter segments uh of each episode because the game weeks are coming in thick and fast so expect smaller short episodes to come out on a more frequent basis 
see us on the watch alongs come interact with us say hi subscribe to our channel subscribe to the podcast actually the one thing i would really like you guys to do is follow the podcast on whatever platform you're following and actually no two things i i take that back so one obviously like and follow the podcast two if you could go to apple music or apple podcast and leave us a review it would be great it would make this podcast have a better reach we can uh, reach more people uh, make them suffer uh, with our bad jokes and just essentially uh, have a good time with with more people this we kind of want to create a party and we're almost we're getting there uh, and this and this kind of would like really help us so we'll see you on the next one take care and stay safe get vaccinated yes. bye yes. 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 Yes.